Hi, church family. Um, uh, we recorded this in, in the hopes that maybe this can uh, aid you in uh, family worship time or family Bible study. Uh, we hope it's a blessing to you. Um, I'm going to open this with a brief word of prayer, if you'll pray with me. Um, Father, what a, what a strange season we find ourselves in. Um, Father, it's, uh, it's hard to be away from our church family, uh, but we are grateful that though we might be far from our brothers and sisters, our Father is never far from us. We thank you for that. And Father, as we open your word, um, we pray that uh, your word will edify and build up and strengthen and encourage and show how awesome you are and how awesome Jesus is. Father, we pray um, that you bless us wherever we are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, today, if you have your Bibles, I thought we would uh, go through the Psalm 23, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Uh, if you've been worshiping with us for a while, you uh, likely have heard it uh, preached or taught from me in some, some location, some capacity. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's the most popular, one of the most popular passages in all of Scripture. I think it's the most popular for a reason. I think it gives hope. I think it, uh, it just shows a great picture of who God is and how much He loves us. Uh, so if you have your Bibles with you, why don't you try to read along with me. Psalm 23, the psalm is right in the middle of the Bible. Uh, psalm 23, it's a little psalm. It's only six verses long, uh, and it goes like this. Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What an awesome chapter. I'm just so grateful that that's in our Bible. I'm so grateful that we can share that together, uh, especially in this time in the world, in our country, in our communities, where people may feel fearful, uh, scared, and worried as believers. We know that those feelings uh, are not accurate for us, or they shouldn't be accurate of us. That we don't need to feel fear or worry or scared, because we have a God who is with us all the time. We know in Scripture it says this in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God did, did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If we feel fear, we know that that's not from God. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He gave us one of power. The Holy Spirit is in us. We have a spirit of power, a spirit of love that conquers fear. And we have received a sound mind from God. Not one of fear, but one of a sound mind to make sound, wise decisions in the midst of any circumstance. And so why then do we have no reason to fear? I think that's what Psalm 23 touches on. You know, it starts out by saying we, we don't need to fear because the Lord is my shepherd. 
and I shall not want. The Lord has made for himself a job, and his job for you and for me and for all believers is to be our shepherd. He has made it his job, his purpose, to act for us like a shepherd acts for the sheep. So how does a shepherd act for sheep? Well, a shepherd guides the sheep, guards the sheep, loves the sheep, feeds the sheep, waters the sheep, protects the sheep. His whole being is poured out into taking care of these little animals. And in the same way, the creator and sustainer of the universe, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, everywhere, that God has made it his job to take care of you, Christian. So we don't need to fear. And in fact, he says it this way, Lord is my shepherd, so I shall not want. Meaning, I know God is my shepherd. I know he's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving. If there's anything that I should have, I will have it. That there's nothing good that can be kept from me because my shepherd wants me to have it. If there's anything for my eternal good, I will get it because my shepherd God will give it to me. So I shall not want. Our heavenly shepherd has made it his job to bring me as much eternal good as is possible. So I don't need to fear. I don't need to fear. Paul says it this way in Romans 8. We say this a lot. Um, All things work together for the good of those who love God. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Green pastures, yummy, yummy green grass, good for our nourishment, good to take care of us, peaceful, cool, crisp water, good for drinking, good for taking naps by. He restores my soul. Do you ever feel like you need your soul restored? Do you ever feel fearful or worried or burdened? That's not from God. God removes burdens. God removes fears. God wants us to find rest and yummy green grass, cool, crisp water, the burbling, burbling brook to sleep by. That's what God wants for us. He wants to restore our soul, and He's willing to. He's willing to. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now the question is, what about when we get into these green pastures and we might find something that's, that's threatening to be scary? What if we find the coronavirus? What if we find uh, bankruptcy? What if we find rejection? What if we find all these things in a pasture that scares us? Do we, do we, can, we be, can we be afraid then? And David says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in all these green pastures, leads me beside still waters, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Think about that. David wants to cut us off at the pass. If we bring all these things up about, yeah, I love God bringing me these good things, but what happens when bad things come up? He's all sovereign. God's all knowing. What happens when bad things come up in my pasture? What then? Can I trust God then? Is he, do I, can, I, can I be afraid then? And, and David says, no, don't, don't fear then. Because even then, even if you have death in your pasture, God is with you and there's no reason to fear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So don't fear. And why? Why don't we fear? He tells us why, why not to fear. 
He doesn't say don't fear because nothing bad is really in there. Your mind's playing tricks on you. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say don't fear because death will never be in your past. Or he doesn't say don't fear because rejection or bankruptcy or, or whatever bad thing could happen to you. Don't fear because they're not in there. He says those things are in there, but don't fear. Why? Because God is with me. So Christians don't fear any pasture, not because evil is absent, but because God is present. That is why we don't fear. And what gives us this confidence that God will take care of our enemies? What, what gives us this confidence that God will take care of the evil in our pasture? Well, David says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. A shepherd has a rod and a staff, sometimes to give the, the sheep a little smack. You know, sometimes his little sheep, Jordan, is going where he doesn't need to go. Maybe God gives him a little tap, get back in line, get back where you need to go, get back to that yummy green grass and cool water. But, but he carries a rod and a staff for, for primarily one purpose, to beat the life out of the enemy of the sheep. They're wolves or bears or lions, whatever it is. The shepherd carries a rod and a staff as a weapon to beat our enemy. So we don't fear, no matter what's in our pasture, we don't fear because our shepherd is there and he has a rod and a staff. Now for Christians, what do we know about God's rod and his staff? What is that that will defeat our enemy? Well, we know the rod and the staff of God that has defeated all of our enemies is the cross of Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus in his death and resurrection on our behalf to conquer sin, death, and hell has conquered for Christians every enemy we could ever imagine. He has taken the cross of Christ and he has beat the life out of any enemy that we could ever encounter in our pastures. He is in control. He has conquered on our behalf. We should have no fear to enter into any pasture we find because the cross of Christ has conquered for us. And so he calls this valley where evil things are, where death might lurk. He calls it the valley of the shadow of death, not the valley of the victory of death. Because for believers, when we experience evil, we only experience the shadow of evil. And yes, it will hurt and, it, and our hearts will break, and we might battle with fear and all these things, but those things for believers are not meaty and weighty and victorious. Those things are but shadows. They have no true eternal power over us. So he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death, not the victory of death. That good news, the cross of Christ has purchased for us victory. Now, what is, this, what is the extent of this victory? He says, you have laid out before me, before my enemies, a table, a bountiful table. What's that picture supposed to show us? Well, when you conquered somebody in the ancient times, you would often take the king or the general with the enemy soldiers that you conquered, and you'd chain them to the wall, and you would have your armies, your generals, come and celebrate with this great feast and make the enemies watch. It was kind of a way to brag and say, look how great we are. Well, this is the size of God's victory for you, Christian. That he is going to conquer all your enemies and for eternity, it is going to be like this. He's going to take death in chains. He's going to take rejection in chains. He's going to take illness in chains. He's going to take sadness and brokenheartedness and loneliness. He's going to take all these things. 
that were in our lives, in our earthly lives. And it's going to be like he chains them to a wall and makes them watch you enjoy your eternity with God. How awesome is that? And he says things like this, in this banquet, your cup will overflow. Don't you hate going to a restaurant? I like Dr. Pepper. Maybe you like Dr. Pepper. I, I, don't you hate when you go to a restaurant, you're drinking and you're having a great time with your friends, you got your Dr. Pepper and it's empty and you're waiting on the waitress or the waiter to come and refill your drink. You, you know that feeling? Uh, it's not going to be there. That, that cup is going to be so full all the time, it will keep overflowing with goodness. And that is God's celebration that we have to look forward to. Never ending, overflowing joy and goodness in the presence of God through the work of Jesus Christ. And he ends the psalm by saying this, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. So Christian, we have no need to fear. We might be tempted to fear, but we have no need to fear. Fear has no place among us. Fear has no place between our ears. And how do we cast out fear? Perfect love casts out fear is what the Bible says. When we can reflect and we can live our life surrounded by an understanding of reading through, talking about the good news of Jesus, the love of God for us, that will cast out fear. When Christians understand that God is sovereign, totally in control, that He loves us forever and ever and ever, that He is our good shepherd and He has the cross of Christ to beat anything that comes after us. When we understand that, and we understand the, the love of God for us, that will cast out fear. We have a great God. We have a great Savior. And my prayer today is that this, uh, this, this short Bible study was able to encourage you, um, to able to build you up in the Word, able to show you how much God loves you, how great He is, and how great our Savior Jesus is. Um, as we end our, end our time together, know that we love you, uh, that we can't wait to worship with you again face-to-face -face very soon. Uh, we ask that you continue to pray for our world, our country, those around us. Pray for our missionaries. Pray for your church leaders. Um, we're praying for you. Call us if we could do anything to help you and serve you. Let's pray. Uh, Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. Um, I pray for my church family, Father. Uh, we, we ask for those who are vulnerable among us, Father, would you protect them? We ask that we may uh, think of our church family often, that we can pray for them. Thank you that you have given us uh, victory over all things in Jesus. Thank you that the evil that we experience now is but a shadow, and someday it will be cast off forever as we enjoy you. Father, may all these truths cast out fear, any fear we might have. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.